Yeah, you're recording. Oh. That's okay. Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And I am Ed. And this is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Ed, you're looking fabulous today. Um, that shirt you're wearing, uh, I asked you to show me earlier. Yeah. Uh, I am I'm so jelly uh, of it. Yeah, man. Hulk Hogan shirt. Uh, that's <laughs> You know, as a kid, Ed, when I was a kid, I wanted the Hulkamaniac shirt. The, the, the bright yellow with the big right red letters said Hulkamaniac. I wanted one so bad. And you know how many shirts I ruined as a kid trying to rip them? They're not that easy to rip. Ooh, yeah. Well, the ripping a shirt thing is a whole other story that I will not share on the air. Um, so I, I got this because I was looking for the other shirt. And then I was the like, I liked it. yeah, I was like, oh, I like this one even better because it's got the whole like um, hanging and banging Clearwater Beach, Florida. And I was like, oh, I like that better. So yeah, I went with yeah. this instead. But I was looking for that one. <laughs> yeah, he, he's. He's really active down there in Clearwater. I, 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 so he's on my he's on my Facebook. So you know, whenever he does something, it pops up on there. Him and the Rock. You know, I'm just I'm big. I'm fan. Well, if you can't tell, I'm a bit of a fanboy. Fanboy. And, and then I also like to drink the Rock's drink, uh, sugar free one. Today was his movie premiere for uh, Jungle Cruise in Disney. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about to see that. We're, we're we have that Disney Plus, so we'll probably just pay the whatever to to watch it on Disney bucks. Plus. Yeah, yeah, we have it too, brother. I'm gonna pay that much taking the family of four to the movie theaters in most cases, unless that's why unless. we paid. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why well, we paid for post. Black Widow. Oh yeah, what do you think about it? I I liked it. I like it, but I like yeah. spy movies. It's very superhero spy movie mashup. Uh, if I just I wish they released the movies in the order that they go, because that one goes back before. Um. So it's before Black Panther. Okay. After Civil War. So that's where it fits in. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but the wife and I, what we do is once a year, we start and then on Sunday, we'll watch one movie and we watch them in order they're supposed to go in. Okay. So we'll do that's it once cool. a year with, uh, with Marvel. We also do uh, Star Wars, except for the first three. I don't watch those. Um, and you then, did this year. No, yeah. you did this year, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah I remember. I usually pick up at halfway through th- episode three, and then from there, I, I'm good. And no right. solo. <laughs> no solo? No. <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's a little off, but yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't know. Have you, um, so you went into the Marvel thing. Have you checked out the Loki show? Uh, so we're a little behind. Uh, we're watching the Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. We got a little bit behind, uh, and then Loki. I'm actually excited about What If because I used to love those comics. Oh yeah, yeah. What If was one of my favorite comics to buy yeah. because because it 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 literally put like a twist on things, and you'd be like, oh, what if that was the story? And it, yeah, yeah. And it's animated, so like that means they don't need to pay all that money for Robert Downey Jr., but they can do an Iron Man story, and that's the preview I seen was an Iron Man story. Right. So, yeah, I'm excited about what if next month comes out next month. Well, I will tell you that I I got so excited Friday morning, uh, two days ago, because He Man 
Netflix. Kevin Smith. I watched all five (laughs) episodes. Boom, 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 boom. They're only 20, 24 to 27 minutes, bro. Yeah. And I, there are going to be people that say, oh, I think maybe it's politically charged or this or that. It was a good story. Like, it it put depth in characters, the things we lacked in the 80s. Like, I loved it in the 80s, man. I know you probably did too. You know, muscle-bound dude. He's always saving the day, getting the bad guy, taking care of his friends and family. This time, it it felt like it picked up where the 80s show ended. And then, like everything got wiped out in a sense. Like it was just weird. And then they did this crazy story and it's like, Oh man, Kevin really went and cause he wrote it, Kevin Smith. Yeah. It. And it went deep. Actually his daughter, Harley, she, yeah. uh, you know, she's Harley Quinn. Her name's Harley Quinn. Actually. Um, she actually plays one of the roles in it. Uh, I can't remember the name of the character, but she's one of the voices for one of the characters. Yeah, no, I, I definitely watch. I remember as a kid, I used to draw muscle bound guys like He Man, mm-hmm. and then we would yeah. cut them out, and we would play with them in class and get in trouble all the time. And so they were like early modern action. I couldn't afford the real action figure, so I just drew my own and cut it. I used to actually be pretty gifted mm-hmm. to it drawing, but yeah, yeah, that didn't work out. I probably couldn't draw I, them at all now. I think Batman. I don't think I ever owned a He Man, like any of their action figures, and I always wanted one. But he pay, you know, I guess because you know the show's about influence, right? Leadership yeah. and influence, all these things. <laughs> he man played a big role in influencing me, like health wise, because you you look, it's like, oh, he's a healthy, he must be a healthy character. He must do what he, you know, he eats his <laughs> takes his vitamins, yeah. eats the right foods. Um, say he's obviously he's really vitamins. strong. <laughs> um, he did say he ate the wrong vitamins for a little while there, though. So. <laughs> yeah. But but that but that was like one of those big influences to me. Like I can, Ed, I remember specifically, and that you know, I, oh by the way, if anybody didn't notice before I go any further, uh, I'm not in my normal place. I'm in the painasium because we have guests here. Uh, so the I had painasium. That's what I like to call it. I have another name for it, but I won't tell it on air because Michelle will get mad. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> the painasium, uh, not too much echo in here. I was I was worried it would be echoey. Um, but back to what I was saying. When I was a kid. And I remember specifically finding like, you know, red bricks that are just, you know, just small, like six inch bricks. Mm-hmm. I remember doing curls with red bricks because I wanted big arms, you know, like, like, uh, He-Man and stuff, man. So yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, my little weird <laughs> nerd story. So my little nerd story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we are going to get into uh, a little thing I found on Facebook. Somebody had posted it. I can't remember exactly who posted this, so it's definitely not our material. And we wanted to kind of go through it and, and talk through these. It's about it looks to be about twenty three different rules to try to live by. Um, it's called it, it, basically the little title that was on it was some social rules that may help you. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to do this or anything. And Ed and I we 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 both scanned it over, and we're probably going to be opinionated on a lot of this stuff, but. It kind of made sense. And to me, what I thought about it, Ed, when I, when I looked at it, I thought, well, we may not do everything on here. We do some of the things. But how good is it to kind of like have that own um, 
you know, a way to live, you know, foundational ways to live by certain rules and then pass them either onto your children or people you work with or, you know, not, you don't have to, you don't force it on them, but you do it through example. You know, that we've, that's mm-hmm. one of the things about being a non-commissioned officer. It is live by example and then people will follow you type thing instead of forcing things on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. And then reading through these, like, like you said, some of the things might be an opinion, but I think too, right now I was, I was just on the, um, I was on our YouTube looking for comments, which we'll mention later, but could use some comments on there. And, uh, I didn't see a lot of activity. And so these things, maybe, you know, the way you view, let's say whatever number and the way I view that number, maybe somebody can offer up their opinion on the Facebook page or something of how they view that, you know, what's their point of view on that particular thing how have they used it so i think that this could be a good tool to uh generate some discussion on our different social media yeah. platforms you know our one-on-one influence facebook or um instagram Look at you. Look or at you plug yeah or our youtube channel but yeah i was on there uh, yesterday we were coming back from the lego store because we have a real addiction and i was watching youtube while my wife drove uh, watching the YouTube channel while my wife drove, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if there's any comments." And I didn't see much. So, come on, let's have yeah. some comments on today's episode. Let's let's make this the one where we have our first, let's say, twenty comments on our YouTube channel. Today's episode, absolutely. And That's you know what I'll do, Ed? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take these this whole list. I'm going to put it in the show notes for that that YouTube channel. That way, in, in just in case like somebody forgets what we say or whatever, they can scroll through and they'd be like, you know what? I disagree with this. I yeah. don't think that's right. Uh, you know also, what I mean? Also, let's be nice. Let's not be mean about disagreeing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, you, but can, you can make a yeah. point without, you know, but let's let's do it. Be artistic in your way. Yes. We need some, <laughs> we need some comments. Although yes. Joe, Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan has said many times, never read the comments. But I don't think we have that kind of audience. I think we have an audience that's going to be nice and professional. And if they don't agree, they'll convey that message that way. I don't think it's going to be nasty and ugly like maybe some of Joe Rogan's fans do. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we're not at Joe Rogan's level. I wish. Nobody um, is. Who Who is? Yeah. Like, really? In podcast Dude. world, there's, I don't think there's anybody. I guarantee there's not very many if there is. Well, no, because he isn't, you know, he has an exclusive deal with Spotify now. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, I mean, that dude's being downloaded millions of downloads. So Yes, yes, yeah. No, hey, you know what? And good for him, man. You know what? You can't that's my thing is you can't hate on somebody that's doing so well for themselves like that. Man, that's amazing. You know, him Jocko, same way, bro. You know, like uh you know what I find myself before we get into these social rules, um, I found myself on the Origin Main website. Uh I, you're probably familiar with that. And that's yep. that that's that uh uh roberts is his last name um what was his first name do you remember his first name Something roberts. i know his last name is roberts and that's that's what i could think but he's the one who owns origin main but jocko is he's in cahoots with him uh or works <laughs> with him on that in cahoots, um, cahoots. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's their company and they make all kinds of stuff and i'm just like i'm like I watched a video of Roberts. Uh, he goes down to South Carolina and he starts learning some stuff about like how to make his pants right. And I'm like, you know what? Good for that dude, Lynn. He is a hard worker trying to bring not only jobs to America, but also make all American made products. Like nothing is imported whatsoever in anything mm-hmm. they do. 
Uh, I mean, he like if you watch his starting story of like how he found a freaking loom in this factory in the middle of nowhere, and it took him hours to get. Oh, like, I know you're talking about. Yes, I do remember that yeah. story actually. Yeah, but it's I mean, it's funny it's awesome. because I mean, so I'm trying to think how to how to kind of phrase this. Just was reading an article about one of my favorite coffee companies, and they're getting beat up because some of their products was present in some different days this year uh, that people tried to associate them with that politics. And it was basically one of the comments in the thing was, I really like my coffee without politics. Uh, So when you look at that company and I'm talking about black rifle, I just listened to the audio book of one of the founders and it's incredible how he, I mean, Black Rifle wasn't his first venture. He did Article 15 clothing. He did a whiskey company. He And he had to get out the military because he was a ranger where you're supposed to be kind of hidden. Uh, Is that name? Matt Best? Best? Are you talking about yes, Matt, Matt, Matt Best. Best? So you're yeah. supposed to be kind of quiet and not noticed. And he was deploying and he was being noticed because he had a YouTube channel. He was making some funny videos, which eventually leads him down the road to Black Rifle. So he's one of the guys for Black Rifle. So, but yeah, I was just was reading this article today, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I like the coffee. I'm not the politics. Are, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, these veteran companies, though, like they work, they do, they work really hard, really hard to get their foot in there, and then like Origin Maine and a, a Black Rifle, yeah, and there's several yeah. others out, several out there. So it's the guys out there, the guys out there doing this stuff. <laughs> It's that no, I mean, I we, yeah. I just had this conversation with Michelle yesterday. I was like, you know, because I'm I'm a I'm a huge fanboy of the Rock. Like I really am. Like Dwayne Johnson, just what he does and how he goes about it, and like that guy doesn't stop. Like I don't I don't understand how he keeps going, right? Uh, but it's like everything he steps in turns into gold. But it's I mean, because he works so hard for it, not because oh, it's given to him. You know? Have you watched his show? The, the sitcom. Mm. Every episode. Yeah, it's, yep. it's so good. And I'm nostalgic because I recognize the wrestlers' names, and I'm like, oh, he does kind of look like Andre the Giant. Like, yeah, I love yeah. that show. Yeah, the Macho Man character. I mean, all, Iron Sheik, all of it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so. Wow. We went down a rabbit hole, bro. We look at us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're going right. to get into this. Let's, Let's get it's 23 points. Uh, Ed and I will just go back and forth through this, reading them, and then we'll talk about each one. But this is the deal. Think about these social norms that could be just the type of rules you hold in your life, but you don't have to agree with it. All right. Um, it's just an idea of how if you can live these in like if you have children or you have coworkers that you want to influence to become better people, maybe you live this. And then when they ask you, you say, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I got these certain rules I live by. We all have them. I mean, you've talked about Ed multiple times, VBBN, values, beliefs, behaviors, and norms. <laughs> yeah, norms. I, I just wrote a paper um, for my pre-course, and what did I write it about? Because it has to be about ethics and diversity. I used VBBN, values, beliefs, behaviors, and norms, because you can base a lot of stuff off that. And with this, I think this can fall into that that whole realm of things, Ed. Yeah, I think this too goes a different angle for influence too, Brian, is when you, some of these things, if you do them, uh, you make yourself a magnet and you attract people who want to be around you, want to kind of mimic what you do. So The Rock, some of these things, these are Dwayne Johnson type things. 
it yep. makes people want to, how can I be successful like this guy? Like he does these things. So there's some in here that I was looking at and I was like, okay, this feeds into who you are as a person, your yeah. perception from outside yeah. and, and makes people want to follow you, which then increases your influence. So, or science of likability. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's jump in this 23 different types of rules. Uh, right. You know, pick what you want. And I'm going to start right from the top. I'm going to go from the top. We'll move our way down. Yeah, uh, let's and, just go because we will get lost. <laughs> yeah. Don't call someone more than twice continuously. If they don't pick up your call, presume they have something important to attend to. I, this, so this is one of those rules that I'm kind of on the, I'm on the fence with it. Okay. Um, I will. So my wife, if I'm calling my wife and she doesn't answer, I will not stop because next thing you know, I catastrophize. Like, why is she not answer? What's going on? She always answers. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm calling, uh, let's say I got to get a hold of a Joe for whatever, and I can't get a hold of him. If I call them and they don't answer, I immediately just send them a text. And then I wait a little while and then I'll try again later. But that's kind of like my unwritten rule with that is I usually don't call people twice, though. I usually only do it once. And if they don't answer, then I'll send them a text text message i think that's I mean? an effective way though brian because i think nowadays a lot of people it, the phone's not the first one the text is yes right and then we wait so long and then you go oh you know i've definitely had soldiers say well nobody told me what time the range uh, was you know yeah yeah I, I text my sergeant and he didn't tell me what t- and he didn't answer my my question about what time the range was well did you call him well no because i texted him yes but you didn't call him so you got to take that next step now i'm going to go to the other side as the person receiving the phone call, there is nothing more annoying than you're on a call with somebody important and somebody just keeps calling you back to back to back to back. Yes. Like take a hint guy. If I'm on the phone, let's say with somebody from, you know, the embassy, or if I'm on the phone with a Sergeant major, such as what you're soon to be, Brian, and you're Joe private calling me to tell me, Hey, I'm going to go to chow. Do you want something? Mm-hmm. No, you're not important. I'm, I, I, you got to prioritize. Well, you're calls, important, right? Oh, no, you are important, but that's not important. Yeah, to but me not right like <laughs> you don't know what's going on on yeah. my end of the phone. I'm prioritizing. Yeah. I'm going, this is important. Now, if you and I, Brian, are just talking about like, all right, well, yeah, we'll talk about this on the next episode and soldier calls. Hey, I got to let you go. I got a soldier calling me. And answer the phone so yeah yeah, that back to back to back when you're on a call already is so annoying like take a hint yeah i'll call you back i promise i will and 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 here's another thing though this is the way i see it though the text message thing is if i'm calling you i can't get home i send you a text message normally in most cases people will answer that message before they'll return your call in most cases most cases yes unless you say hey this is emergency i need you to get a hold of me now that's yeah. something different but in most because what if they like for instance you're on the phone maybe you're on the phone with some embassy right and somebody texts they've called you they couldn't get hold of it and then they text you oh okay i can answer this real quick while i'm still talking to someone else i can mm-hmm. and, and you do a quick answer hey i'll call you back later this is what's going on easy right so right. Yeah, yeah definitely a good norm uh what do we got next ed uh, let's see. Oh, this is a good one return money oh. that you have borrowed even before the person that that you borrowed from remember this is not worded well brian i gotta tell you let me i didn't write it (laughs) read it the way it's written and then we're gonna fix it but return money that you have borrowed even before the person that borrowed you remember or asked for it all right if you borrow money 
return it to the person. Don't make them ask for that money. Yes. And it shows your integrity and your character. And it mm. also says same goes with umbrellas, pens, and lunch boxes. Okay, a couple things. Nobody ever returns your pen when they borrow it. It's super rare. Like I'm pretty sure I'd throw a parade if somebody would give my pen back. Oh, uh, oh. I don't know the last time I've ever seen anybody borrow an umbrella other than at a hotel where it's there. You know, they have them out there for you. And the, the lunch box. I mean, this isn't 1990. I don't know about that one. But who borrows a lunch box? Yeah. And is it full? Because I'll give you the box back without the lunch. Like, how's that work? But it does show um, integrity. This is a thing for yes. me. One of the things I always had an issue with is when I was young, I took some actions that weren't necessarily great for it. But if I lend you money, don't flaunt and buy you know something before you've paid me back. That is so aggravating. And when I was a young private, you know, I, maybe I was a specialist. Mm. You know, I lend this guy money, but he hasn't paid me back in three weeks. But he's drunk in the barracks on the weekend. You know what I mean? He's got the latest CD, you know, whatever it is. In those days, the latest two short CD, but you still owe me money. So that that's the one thing. But it does show integrity and character, and that that speaks people. Yeah, really base a lot of things on what they perceive to be your character. Uh, A character is a very important thing. Yeah, I I guess I go with to me, Ed. I go with a basic rule with that in general. Uh, it's I don't borrow money and I don't loan money out. It's a gift. If if I give you something, I don't expect it back because I can't always. That's just my general rule, and that's part of the reason why I don't I don't borrow from people because I don't I don't what what if I run into hard times or something? You know what I mean? So I find other ways. The yeah, there you go. The one minute manager. Yeah, that's a no. This that's is a yours. Great, yeah, that's a great book. I was going to say that. I have another you one, this, thank goodness. You let this to me. I'm sorry, Brian. I swear I have integrity and character, but you let this to me and they got packed in my household goods and got That's shipped okay. before I gave it back. But I'm I've going your, to return it to you one day. No, I've got your Lincoln on leadership. That's okay. <laughs> I'll have another one. Wait a <laughs> oh, yeah. man. All right, so we're going to move on. Uh, number three, uh, never order the expensive dish on the menu when someone is giving you a lunch or dinner. Oh, Yes, yes, yes. And you know what crazy happened to me yesterday? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm being a sponsor to a uh, Saudi Arabian soldier, uh, which is phenomenal. Great people. Uh, I, I've enjoyed my time with them. They taught me a lot. I've got to talk to them and teach them a lot. Um, and he treats me like family. One of So I don't, the one that I went out to lunch with, or we went to dinner with last night, I'm not, I don't even sponsor him. He's just became a good friend and he wanted, he's like, hey, I want to go up the, you know, with you, you and your family have dinner. Okay. So we went to Chili's and I, I tried to do it notionally, like with the waitress. Hey, listen, it's going to be three different checks. These people, these people, these people. And I don't think he caught on at first because I planned on paying. Mm. And be, you know, and, and my kids, they order what they want. And my wife and I, you know, we order what we want because, you know, we can afford to pay for it. But at the end, he looks at the way he says, hey, checks, please. Or check, please, is what he said. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she brings it over. She starts trying to hand it to us, like the three different parties. He grabs all of them and pays. I'm like, bro, you don't have to do this. We, or, you know. And at that moment, I felt like I was in that situation where I was like, well, I wouldn't have ordered what I ordered 
if I'd known he was going to pay for it because I'm not trying to you know break the bank. Mm-hmm. But he was told, he's like, no, 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 I wanted to do this and I don't care, you know. And it's not, believe me, people may have this, this misconception that all Saudi Arabians are rich. No, not all of them are rich. <laughs> uh, there's, there is a working class. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's equal, you know, ranked to me. So, I mean, he, he, uh, you and I. So he probably makes, he makes pretty good money. But it was just, I was in that situation and I felt that way before, like somebody just, if somebody says, no, I'm paying, I'll usually like, what's the cheap thing? You know what I mean? On the menu. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to order, you know, the most expensive meal in the place because it's kind of rude. I, I don't know. How, yeah. What do you think? Well, so the other thing too, Brian, this is something I learned being here is there's some cultural things there. So I was on a trip. We were in Albania, I believe we were in mm-hmm. Albania. And the guy from the embassy, so it's the Office of Defense Cooperation that we work with, right? U.S. soldiers, you know, that work down there. And they said, listen, in Albania, if you stop to eat, they feel like they're obligated to also stop to eat. They don't make as much as y'all. And then they also tend to feel like they're obligated to pay. So I told my team, I said, hey, uh, y'all eat a big breakfast because we will not be stopping for lunch today. Because I didn't want them to feel obligated right because it was a cultural thing i didn't know had that guy not told me from the embassy i would have never known that was necessarily a thing um mm-hmm. and then what the thing is they decided to stop the ah. said no let's stop and then so the the guy from the uh, embassy said listen they're gonna pay their own meal they get money for that so yeah okay yeah so if it feeds well, you know, culturals cultural issues yeah. vbbn right so that's a that's a cultural norm yeah that's awesome. I mean, and that's good because you were sensitive to that enough to where you recognized it after somebody said it. And then you kind of, it's almost like you influenced the group around you. Hey, listen, man, we're not going to put them in this situation. However, yeah, even though they did it, even they did it, they, that was their choice. That wasn't yeah. a choice you made for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's given, that's that free will right there, bro. All right. <laughs> so what you got next? Ah, all right. Oh, this is. <laughs> This is funny. Ask awkward questions like, oh, so you aren't married yet? Or don't you have kids? Or why didn't you buy a house? Or why don't you buy a car? For God's sake, it 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 isn't your problem. <clears throat> so Those yes, are this bad. is a good one. But so this is also you and I run into a little bit of a gray area, I feel here. Because when we have soldiers, these are some questions we do have to ask, right? At least, yes. uh, you know, with the, you know, the car or have you thought about buying a house or there's some awkward questions that um, we ask, are required to ask at leaders situ- as leaders, situation dictates. I mean, if the soldier and the wife can't get along, right? Like we got to ask some questions and try to, how, how can we help them? And so those are some weird things, but these other ones, I mean, they may be sensitive. Maybe they don't have children because they have a medical condition, right? And now you're drudging that up or, you know, uh, what are the other examples? Like maybe they're just, they're not married because they're socially awkward and they they don't know how to interact like that. And another yeah. thing that you're bringing up that could be like, make them feel mm-hmm. bad. So you got to be very careful, yeah. of, you know, um, especially people you don't know well. I, I feel like that's, really a difficult them awkward questions if you if you're more comfortable with somebody and you've known them for a long time maybe mm, yeah i think some. those are prying questions those, those are prying into people's lives ed that's what i i, mm. I think there's way more to talk about than that stuff right yeah like, yeah. i mean 
we those, we sat here and we 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 joked around for shoot and over an almost an hour about just general stuff beforehand. Yeah, and not once did I ask you, hey, uh, so you didn't buy that house yet? I mean, come on, that's those those are ridiculous yeah. questions. Those are that's almost like I don't have anything to talk about, so I'm going to question you on your life. They remind me of you, like you know, like the stereotypical old family member. That's trying to marry you off, right? Like you watch, the, yeah. you know, TV and stuff, movies, and they're yeah. like, "Why aren't you married? What's wrong with you?" Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with me. I'm just not married. Ah. But those are that's what it reminds me of that old auntie that you have in your family. That's like, well, why haven't you mm. done this? Where? When am I getting, you know, grandkids or whatever? Ah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. When am I getting? Well, you know what? Um, I don't know. <laughs> that's not my choice right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um. Okay, yeah, this one. I like this next. This next one, this is something I've been working with Ethan on uh, because, you know, he says he wants to grow up to be a gentleman, uh, or he used to. He hasn't said it much lately. Uh, Say, always open the door for the person coming behind you. It doesn't matter if it is a guy or gal, senior or junior. You don't grow small by treating someone well in public. That right there, I don't care who it is. If if, If they're within a certain distance of me, that I'm, I, I'm not going to run late, but but I can wait for a moment. I'm going to stand there and hold the door. That's it's just to me. That's like one of those things where, and people, not many people are like, oh, I'm a I'm a man and I don't need other men to hold her. I'm a woman and I'm I'm independent. Those type of things. No, it's it's not. It's just a gesture of kindness, is what mm-hmm. it is. It's not. It has nothing to do to say somebody's below you or anything like that. If anything, you know, it's. I think it's it's kind of like putting people above you a little bit. Yeah, no, that's. A, I think it's good to. So I was just thinking about it. Uh, this, and I do have this happen. And my response, which I think is a later um, thing we're going to talk about, is, you know, I just say, "Hey, appreciate, it, brother." If another man holds the door for me, "Hey, appreciate, it, brother." We're good. Um, yes. Yes. You know, maybe I'm just going to walk through the door and then hold it like that for them to grab it or whatever, because it is, you know, quite rude. And so I was at a movie theater with my daughter one time, and it dude goes through the door and he doesn't hold the door. My daughter's behind him and I'm behind her and he just let the door shut on her. And I would have loved to just came unhinged. And the only reason was my daughter's like, uh, it's fine, dad, come on over here. Cause it was just <laughs> rude. Like, it's just, yeah. and then, and we already said, it doesn't matter male or female, but that is a female. And you just let the door just shut basically in her face. So yeah, I, yeah. I was about to lose, yeah. you know, lose it all but yes it's nothing wrong holding the door and then mm-hmm. and then when they do it for you give them a hey i appreciate that hey thanks yeah. like you I, know. I find yeah i find it uh one of those other things is if somebody's walking up to the door around the same time i'll hold the door open and allow them to go first type thing too i guess mm-hmm. this is one of those things i feel comfortable with so um we're on to the next one which would be number six if you take a taxi with a friend and he or she pays now. Try paying next time. Uh, so I was in Athens and taxis. we military military was paying for the taxi, but uh, you know, even then, like we got to the airport, we had to take a taxi down to our hotel. Uh, the female I was I was traveling with, she paid going to the hotel, and I was like, okay, I'll pay going back. Not that mm-hmm. big a deal. Yeah, it yeah. was it my own personal money? No, but it's still the idea behind mm-hmm. you paid, now I'll pay. I mean, this goes uh, 
when we used to go to lunch over there at New York Pizza, like, you know, maybe Rick pays this time. And then next time you would have to fight. You would have to fight with Rick to get him to let you pay. But you try to you at least made the effort. I don't I don't mind that you don't pay if you made the effort. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I got it. Right. It's when I paid this time. And then next time you kind of like seem like you might be expecting me to pay. Then now we have a little bit more of an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah that's an uncomfortable situation. It is weird. <laughs> Very. Yeah. 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 Oh, speaking of Rick. Um, so there I was on Amazon uh, looking up for products. <laughs> Just want to let you know um, a fake beard and a bald cap uh, together. <laughs> it's t- uh, $40 it's going to cost. So. <laughs> You know, just one of those one of those things for the future. Uh, it's going to get good real quick once I get once I get everything together and I've got it all filmed and ready to go. Uh, oh, so we're moving on. I know. So uh, I will say though the taxi thing. Uh, I don't take things like that. I don't take taxi. Well, in Korea we may, but I often found like buddies that I go do stuff with if we we're in a taxi, and most of them I don't because I get car sick easy. Um, it, we do the same thing. You pay, I pay. You pay, I pay. Type thing. It's just, yeah. Um, all right. So number seven, respect different shades of opinions. Remember that six to you will appear nine to someone facing you. Besides, second opinion is good for an alternative. Absolutely. I, I like the idea that if somebody, if I'm friends with more people that are different thinking, it allows me to think even more broad. Right. I'm able to, you know, start looking at I can look at problems differently. I can look at solutions differently. Like there's so much more that you can do. If I had a group of like minded people, I feel like it's almost like you you trap yourself into something. So why not respect people to different opinions? I may not care for their opinion. maybe I don't like maybe I don't like their opinion at all. But I don't have to be rude about it. I don't have to, you know what I mean? Like there's some people literally just, it almost feel like some people, Ed, they want to start a, a conversation on their opinion to start an argument. And, and usually you can tell when somebody's like that and you're just like, why, 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 you, well, why do you want to do that? So some people do just, you know, just enjoy a good argument. Some people do. Um, I also think that when you have a group of people that hang out together all the time, if you're all of the same opinion, I think you're, I think it's dangerous. I think it could be dangerous. It could. Um, somebody has to have a different, you know, outlook on things because I mean, now you're looking at maybe like some kind of radical action or something crazy, you know, world war two. Um, uh, wow. <laughs> But yeah, you, you you do need that other perspective, and I'm gonna tell you, I've had discussions with people, and I've been like, "You're wrong. I don't, I don't value. I don't think your opinion's right." And then you listen to them, and they argue strongly, and you're like, "Well, you know, I can kind of see where you're coming from. I see now." So it just makes you continue your process of lifelong learning. You're getting smarter because you're listening to somebody else's opinion that you're like, "Oh, you know, I didn't even think of it from that." perspective mm-hmm. so that's a good thing yeah no, it's funny you brought up the world war ii thing um i watched a documentary recently uh on netflix so anybody wants to check it out it's called how to become a tyrant and it goes through different types of dictators slash tyrants throughout history um all, i mean up till recently actually and and it's like whoa like you don't realize and one of the things they do is they try to eradicate 
those who don't think like them to create a one it's like uh, some of these countries that have had these types of dictators they they ought the first things they do is like get rid of anybody who's seems smarter and uh, may think outside the box that could create some type of change that could ruin their dictatorship so they get either they either deport them or they execute them type situation. <laughs> so yeah it's just yeah it's it's funny you know i i agree with you brother yeah <laughs> well thank you what's this what's this next one uh never interrupt people i'm sorry talking. am i interrupting you i'm sorry am i interrupting you <laughs> I bet, dude i was waiting to do that the whole time <laughs> the whole time i could i feel it um, i lost my train of thought because you interrupted me now never interrupt people talking allowed them to pour it out as they say hear them all and filter them all um yeah, we've talked about it on the show many, many, many times. If you listen right closely, you'll mm-hmm. know twice as much. You'll know what you know, and you'll know what the speaker knows. Um, if you cut them off, one, you're creating a, a kind of a hostile environment because they're going to get frustrated eventually. When, especially when they pick up on every time I try to make a point, you know, you cut me off. So I'll just sit here quietly, and then we lose that, and that's how you end up with people in groups where they feel like everybody has the same thought process. So. Um, yeah, this is good for just getting to know the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's one of those, that's one of those like three C's that we often talk about, but as communication, communication is one of them. And if you break, when you do that interruption, it's almost like you're cutting a phone line. If you think about it and it's not as easy to put it back together with that person, they know that connection and it's. So I, yeah, I definitely feel the same way. Like the interruption thing. Um, I know people who do it and mm-hmm. like sometimes it's just like, would you shut up, please <laughs> let me finish what I'm saying. And I've had, I've actually said that to some people like, stop, not let me finish. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and I try to do it in a nice way though. So, uh, let's see here. Number nine, Ed, if you tease someone and they don't seem to enjoy it, stop it and never do it again it encourages one to do more and it shows how to how appreciative you are uh it's actually they put your in it when they whoever typed it, it's you are uh, is is your wife like moving stuff or are you playing with your car that's my car <laughs> this dude yeah. oh Ed has a Lego monster truck that he's teasing his dog with. And she's here looking at it. That's why I was messing with because she's on the couch like. What is this? What is yeah, it? What's yeah, going yeah. on over there? You wait till I put the I, treats in it. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't wait. I Personally, because Ed's already talked about this. I can't wait to see some of the video you're going to do with it. <laughs> I think it's going to be kind of exciting. Uh, yeah, teasing people, right? You can tell when somebody's uncomfortable. But you know one of the things I noticed, Ed, uh, especially in the Army, when people start getting teased and they're teasing, uh, people start ganging up on it, and it seems like everybody's on that one person. And then that turns into what others may consider like a bully situation, mm-hmm. you know. And and is it is it is it or is it not? It you know that's up to you know whatever. Uh, I just think sometimes it's like you feel I feel bad for people sometimes because I know what it's like to kind of have people like tease me. I mean, look yeah. at me. I do too. So, but yeah, I, bet I do you too. Do. Yeah, but it's Haley but Hill, it's, break your leg. You I know. have never teased got, you about that. Ever. Weird I mean, dude in if, the woods helping you out the woods, those type of things. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? I still want to know what he was doing in that car, just sitting there. Now, that was creepy. In my youth, in my high school days, we actually used to sit at the lunch table together, and you just, you just cut up on people, and you just rode it into the ground, you know. And, yeah. and I mean, it wasn't a good feeling when it was your day to be the one taking all the punishment. So, yeah, but, getting the roast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. So yeah, yeah it could be uh you know it could be bad for people's like um um how they feel about themselves and you could be you could be causing more damage than you really realize. So it's kind of a good idea to keep, you know, people mess up and unfortunately sometimes when you mess up, you know, people make jokes. I remember soldiers like late the formation gets in trouble and you know other soldiers are messing with them. Um I remember not my soldier but the soldier came up positive on a urinalysis and one of his buddies got him a Cheech and Chong movie for secret Santa. Um, oh, wow. Probably did not feel good. The soldier. So yeah. 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 It's yeah like you- I made a mistake and you're not letting it go kind of thing. So yeah. Not I, a good I think idea. with that, you have to, you have to know the person, Ed, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like something you can just start doing, like, but at the same time, usually when you're teasing with somebody, you, you, you're some type of friends mm-hmm. uh, normally because you know, you know, boundaries, just knowing what boundary not to cross. That's a big thing to me. All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, this next one this is a good one. <laughs> you don't hear this much. Yeah. I think we've Number talked 10? about this once or 10 yeah. times. Say thank you. When someone is helping you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you is a big thing. You know what I find, though, Brian? And you tell me if you found this. So as a senior, senior leader in the military, right, I find that when you thank a soldier for whatever, you know, I guess when soldiers come in, they're going to help me move one of my local Germans' furniture. We got her from another part of the organization. They're going to move her stuff. I find it when that's done and I'll say, Oh, Hey, thank you, gentlemen. You had to do it, but I can still thank you for it. But the reaction of a junior soldier, when a senior leader says, thank you to me, it's, it's great, but it's bad because it there, it's almost like they're shocked that we do it. Right. So that's a bad thing because they shouldn't yeah. be shocked that you thank them. Why? Because I outrank you. I can't thank you for doing something that, you know, mm-hmm. so that that's kind of the bad part of it, but it's good because they remember that, you know what I mean? They, they remember yes. you thanking them. So it's really weird. I mean, we've covered this so many times, but I was just thinking about that as a senior leader. It's really weird how they respond when, when you say thank you to a junior for helping you with something. Yeah. And, and well, and that's the thing, man, like, is it people, people don't say it enough because they're on their high horse you know, like they think they're above that. And that to me, now you're, you're already, you've, it's kind of like that same idea of if your soldiers stop coming to you with their problems, uh, you you're no longer problem. really, yeah, <laughs> you, you're no longer their leader type thing. It's the same, like, and, and it's the unique way in you, the way you say, thank you. Right. You don't just say, Oh, Hey, thanks. Yeah. Right. That's, that doesn't feel, but what I like to do when I say thank you to a soldier for doing something, you know, uh, I, I like to almost reflect it. So doing a reflection of it is do a real brief, like, Hey, thank you so much for doing X, Y, Z. You didn't have to do it as good as you did. 
and I'm really proud of you for that. Hey, I appreciate you. And you know, I, I know you're a person I can go to when I need something. So thanks again. You know, that yeah. resonates because wait, you notice one, you said, thank you Two, you notice what it was that I did. And three, you repeated your thank you because it shows appreciation and appreciation goes a long way in something that you talk about and you pay the bill, but leadership mm-hmm. capital, thank yous, build that leadership capital. Yeah. And, and, you know, I do this, you know, if, if somebody sends me an email, my S1, you know, they help me out with some stuff and I, and I send them instead of just saying, thanks, I say, Hey, thank you very much. And I put their name. It's not just a, Hey, thank you. You know, Sergeant, you know, Kylie, thank you very much for helping me with X, Y, and Z. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, hope you have a good day. Boom. And then um, I have two signature blocks. I have a signature block with all my, you know, military yeah. style signature block in my emails. And then I have one that's just VR, Master Sergeant Haley. Right. And so when I send a thank you like that, I just hit the more in person, the more VR Master Sergeant Haley. Uh, I call it my informal signature block. I send that mm-hmm. because they don't need all that other stuff. And, and, yeah. And kind of, to me, it kind of distracts from the message. So uh, I like, I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. Cause I always um, use the same signature block for everything. Okay. No, ah. I have two. <laughs> yeah. Good point, man. Uh, so the next one, this is, this is something you and I've been talking about since I, I want to say since our first episode, I, I think we brought that we talked about this on our first like it was as uh, ways to influence or so praise publicly criticize privately that to me that's a that's a rule to live by and if you could if you're a parent and you could teach your children this it's very easy uh, I I've done it I do it with my children um, where it's not like you you're in the store and they do something and you holler at them right like come on don't make a scene you know uh, but what you can do is you can get really close to them. And I've talked about this before. Get really Are you put them in the headlock. I do. I like to. I like. Well, like I, just I do come more on, like Ethan, this. Let me talk to you. Like, <laughs> actually, I get him in the. I get him so his head's pointing that way, so I can do a. I can do a suplex. <laughs> I like to suplex. I, I, I'm big on suplexing children in stores. I think. Okay. What it does, it creates character. Um, also, it builds their. <laughs> <laughs> um, it builds their backbones. Um, either you break them or they get stronger. Uh, I do not so, endorse this message. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I do. I like. I usually pull them closer to me, right? And uh, like, hey, you know you ain't supposed to act like this. What's going on here? Come on. And with especially with Ethan, he's like, oh, I'm just having a rough day. And this goes back <laughs> to the that this literally Ed goes back to the he'll, he'll be like, Dad, I need oxytocin. Can you just give me a hug? Hell yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> yes, I'm going to give you a hug right now because you know I love you to death, brother. Um, but yeah, criticize, criticize privately, and I I don't even like I don't like that word criticize. Ed, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why? Who am I to criticize you? Now, yeah. if I notice you you've have you've had some type of uh, discipline issue, right? Maybe I talk to you about it, but I'm not going to criticize you because as soon as I do that, as soon as I it's I have this karma thing with me, Ed, that I believe in. As soon as I criticize you about something, with within 24 hours, I'm gonna create. I'm gonna have the same problem myself. Okay. Like people showing up late. Uh, <laughs> I learned that. I so early on in my career, people would tell you, "Oh yeah, he was a total jerk about when people show up late. He would act blah blah blah." As I've got, oh, I thought about wow. Every time that I criticize somebody for showing up late, 
within 24 hours, I would have, I would show up late to something and I'd be like, Oh man. And I feel like it was karma on yeah, me. Coming right. Back. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. You know, and then the thank you thing. Right. So this praise in public goes along with a thank you. Uh, let's say I'm working at, you know, I'm an aviation guy. I'm working at, I'm at a hangar and there's some soldiers out there and I want to thank somebody for something. Sometimes it's kind of nice if you know their personality to do that. Thank you. And other people are an earshot of it. Right. Cause you're also make, you're giving them a little bit of leadership capital too. Yeah. Because it's like, Oh, he, Oh, he talked to him about, and he did, you know, it's just one of those things. You're building yeah. them up a little bit. So, yeah, praise public, criticize privately. Your thoughts? Uh, so, this week, sat on a promotion board, <clears throat> and the young man was going for a status hard, and uh, he did not perform well. But I know the soldier, he's, he's helped me out with some stuff. So, what I did is, you know, during a promotion board, you always give them some feedback afterwards, right? So, I gave him some feedback, but I didn't really give him some very um, in-depth feedback. I gave him some very generic feedback, kind of piggyback some of the stuff other people said. But then what I did is he his office is beside mine. So that afternoon, I went in his office, knocked on the door, you know, said, hey, you got a few minutes for me? He's like, Roger, sir. Went in, closed the door, and then I gave him his feedback. I gave him more criticism on his performance and I gave him some pointers on how to get better. And then, you know, and then I, the last thing I said is, listen, man, you will be fine. If you put in the work, if you need some help, my office door is open. I'm here for the next week and then I'm gone for a week, but then I'll be here the week after that. So if you need any help prepping now left leadership capital, criticize them. I didn't want to jump on the bandwagon with everybody else at the promotion board, you know? So I just kind of went with what they said. I didn't want to add to it, but I gave them some more feedback and stuff. So I think it goes a long way in helping develop that leader. And then now he's going to be a staff sergeant because I have confidence he'll pass. And I'm hoping that those things that I did, he'll think about that because he's going to start sitting on promotion boards and he thinks about it. Like I could just take some time out of my schedule and give them more candid criticism feedback privately than in front of the rest of the board members, you know? So yes, yes, absolutely, man. Great, great point, brother. All right. Where are we at now? We're on number 12. Yes. Yes. So there's almost never a reason to comment on someone's weight. Just say you look fantastic. If they want to talk about losing weight, they will. Let's get into it. So I am a bigger dude. And I have always been in the Army standard, but I am a bigger dude. And I know I have some periods where my appearance is not as great or whatever. And then I do some work. But I can tell you in an organization that we were in, somebody had comments about people's weight, not just me. Oh, my goodness. And all it did is inspired a level of hatred in that person from me. That's all it did. Now. It did have a positive effect, though, because it was my goal to make sure that when I attended the next event where he was like, you're not going to make it, that I did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then when I did, I lost a little bit of professionalism because then I pretty much told him, I thought I told you what it was going to be. Probably shouldn't have done that. He was senior to me. But it does not help. 
you're beating someone down. And generally, as a person who has always struggled to kind of, you know, keep your weight in control, which yes. probably I can say I've lost almost 30 pounds this year. Um, you're just piling on to something they already know is happening. They yes. know already. So I was waiting for this one and I was like, it's perfect that I got this one. And I do believe that I vented to you my frustrations. Yo, you did. That person. You came in my office. Few, I remember I remember your face and you closing the door, Ed. You closed the door and you you used some adult uh, uh, salty language. And it was like, you wouldn't believe what this blah, 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 bleep, bleep said to bleep to me, bleep, bleep. I was like, oh, my goodness. Ed is mad. Mm. And I was like, bro. And I, I remember I said, hey, sit down, man. Because you were fuming, and I was trying to get you to calm down because you were mad at that guy. And I was like, I know how you feel. No, I really did. Because I'll tell you a story that's, followed, that's very similar to that that embarrassed me one time. But I felt for you, man. And, I, and I, as soon as I saw number 12 on here, I, I thought to myself, Ed's going to bring up that situation. I knew you were going to, man. Wow. We must be married. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell yeah. you that when they had their problems later – I took great joy in the karma that they were receiving because mm. it wasn't me. And the, and the other person, yeah. they, they made these comments about somebody's weight in front of soldiers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, you just robbed that guy of all his power, robbed him in front of junior mm-hmm. soldiers. Oh, man, you get me fired up again. <laughs> oh, look at you. Okay. So, um, as I was recruiting, <laughs> ripping your shirt off. Ed's trying to rip his shirt off. Those of you who can't watch on the YouTube, but who are listening to the podcast, not watching. Um, so, uh, out of recruiting, recruiting uh, did a lot of damage to me uh, because I ate out a lot and I got heavy. I was two fifty five on at the height of my weight, which you know I'm I'm kind of heavy right now, and uh, I feel and I'm two thirty two, but two fifty five, like I was hurting. I couldn't run fast. My knees would hurt. Everything. And uh, I went to Beanock back then because it was still be- called Beanock then. And I ran into a guy in the f- like, and this is in the classroom. He sees me for the first time, and there's a p- there group of people there. And he, all he all he says to me is, "Wow, man, you got fat." And I was like, it just it knocked the wind out of me. I was like, this jerk. Like you said, that from since then. It took me a while to take the weight down, build the muscle I want to, do everything I need to. But I made it a point so no one could say that to me again. You know what I mean? Like, it embarrassed me. Now, could you say, oh, well, look, he changed you by making the comment. Yeah, but you can change somebody a different way. You don't have to embarrass somebody. And when he did that, I was just, I felt like garbage, but mad. And I, I like, when you had your situation and you mm-hmm. came into my office... That's how come I was able to relate to you because I had felt the same thing years before. So, yeah, man, I totally get you. I'm a big guy, too. Um, <laughs> I gain weight easy. I mean, I do like to eat. but <laughs> Oh, and I like number I like number 13. This is this is a to me. Number 13 is an army rule. You do not do this. Because you don't know what's oh, going to happen. Man, yeah, happen. no. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. When someone shows you a photo on their phone, 
Don't swipe left or right. You never know what's next. Don't. That <laughs> I'm just going to say army rule is you never look at other pictures in somebody's phone because they listen, not everybody has high morals and values. <laughs> and there's you may swipe and you may see something you don't want to and you'll never look at that person the same way. Okay? So just just be aware. Okay? I'm not going to specifically say what has happened in the past and I've made this mistake. That's why I say this. Oh, what do you think? It's funny too cuz I, I one of the um one of the officers that I travel with has a tendency to like to look at people's pictures. And literally I have oh. been at dinner with this person and they'll have somebody's phone and they'll be like and I'm and I'm over across the table like this. Not my phone. Because I don't yeah, put that you're, stuff on yeah, my phone, yeah. but, but you just see it happening, and you're like waiting for this like super slow mo swipe, and then waiting for her face to go. Like you're the just waiting up. for this to happen. I'm like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, I've even said to her, "You probably shouldn't just swipe people's phones." And she's like, ah, "Okay." She's a different breed, though. She's a different breed. Wow. That's <laughs> insane, man. That's, that's waiting for the train wreck to happen. I'm telling you, man, I get so much anxiety from it because I'm just like, is that the one? Really? Is that the one? Yes. It, it, she no. does it all the time. Wow. Wow. You may have to have, have a talk with this person. I've tried to talk to her. She's, she also likes to eat off people's plates. Total different discussion, uh, but. <laughs> this hey. I have a sound for that actually because I have the soundboard now. Oh, and this no. is what I think. This is what I think about when when you say that. <laughs> we got to start using that more. Yeah, yeah, like that's <laughs> like that's the right sound. Like each time she swipes, you hear that sound in your head now. Do you do? do, 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 do. <laughs> All, right. All right. So this Just is the one I thought you were going to, Brian. Number fourteen. If a colleague uh, tells you that they have a doctor's appointment. Don't ask what it's for. Just say, oh, I hope you're okay. Don't ask them in the, put them in an uncomfortable position to have to tell you their personal illness. They want you to know they'll do so without your inquisitiveness. I think this goes back to the previous one. And we, in the military, we've really been conditioned for this. And I know I've been in situations where you're like, I think this soldier's full of crap. I really need to know what they're going to the doctor for. But I'm not asking. Right? I'm yeah. not asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I've also had female soldiers say, I need you to go with me to the doctor because they got into it with the doctor. And I'd be like, okay. And then they say, yeah, so I'm XXX having this XX thing. And I'm like, I did not need them. But they, I've actually had to go into the office with a soldier because she would not go in with that doctor. And she asked for me to be her chaperone, not for an exam, really? but just for a discussion. Yep. At Campbell. I've never had that. At Campbell. Wow. So wow. be very, but this goes back to the phone thing. As soon as you open your mouth and say, well, what are you going to the doctor for? You do not know. It could be, a, it could be, well, I have a rash on my forearm or it could be way somewhere else. So you have to be super careful what you ask. And wow. you're not allowed to, you're not supposed to ask that. That's, that's protected information, I believe. Yeah, what well, um, it is, but it's just weird. You know, I guess it's a weird situation for us. However, 
I'm not I'm not a big fan about asking people what their illnesses no. and stuff are. Like I don't I just I don't know. It's just I I'm not I don't know. I'm not big into that. But that is to me like there's there's a level of privacy that needs to happen there. Um so yeah, I, I mean I would just leave it at that. I'm not yeah. I, I'm just shocked. I've never had it. I've never had a soldier ask me to go to the doctor with him. That's weird, but okay. You I mean, you know you would know the soldier. You know the soldier. I probably do. I probably do. Oh, you we know a lot of it, was one, it was in one fight night. So yeah. Ah. And, okay. And yeah. All right. So fifteen. We've talked Treat. about this one. Oh yeah, yeah. I like. I do like this. Treat the cleaner, or I'd say the janitor, with the same respect as the CEO. Nobody is impressed at how rude you can treat someone below you, but people will notice if you treat them with respect all day long. Yeah, treat everyone as equals. I don't care. I there's a guy I know, and I'm not going to say a name or anything. Um, and he's a senior, and he's a e, he's an E nine sergeant major, and I f- always felt like this guy uh, when I was working with him. Uh, you don't know him, uh, but I just always get this feeling like he thinks he's better than everybody else, and he knows it or something. And yes. but you know, just like. How many? Hey, hey, let me ask you this: How many people have ever taken out your trash, your trash out of your office that you had them do it for you, or vacuum your floor? Um, I would say none. We have a contractor here, but that's the only reason she does it. And even then, sometimes I'll be like, "No, no, I, I can get it. It's fine." Exactly. Yeah, no, I right. no. Yeah, this I, I remember sitting there waiting one day, and the driver walks to the door. Is it time for me to take out your trash and? Vacuum floor, and the guy replies back with, "No, uh, just come back in a little bit. I'll I'll be done." I'm like, Are you "Were we in me? this unit together?" No, 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 no. Okay, no. I'll tell you later. I'm just I don't because you never know who's listening and stuff. So I have to be careful. This, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but it it makes me mad when people treat people below them. You know, it's the same thing. Ed though is saying uh, lower enlisted versus junior enlisted. Now, it, it, it's a play on words, yes. However, I prefer people called juniors because they are junior to me. I, it's just that idea of lower. like It's like you're saying, oh, you're lower than me. I, I can't. Yeah, it's below. old verbiage, or, though. I think it's yeah, old yeah. verbiage and some old heads. I mean, I yes. only over the last little while have started kind of making that transition. Well, it's um, because we were taught a certain way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just an old thing. But you're right. Junior listed. Um, junior leaders. I like that even better and be honest with you. I, I like I that. I prefer one. that better. But um, yeah, you don't, I, I hate like before we came over here, I hate when people talk to the cashier crazy at the Walmart or like just because they're oh, yeah. cashier at Walmart, they're not beneath you. They're not. They're here and they're providing for somebody, whoever, themselves, their loved ones. They're working. They're doing their that doesn't mean you can talk down to it. And it doesn't mean they have to stand there and take it. That's even worse. Like you're talking to them crazy. You see these stupid videos and people mm-hmm. post. It's not necessary. You know, the cab driver, excuse me, has a family to take care of. And he's out here doing what is necessary to do it. Doesn't make yes. him less than. So, yeah. I, and somebody else, this is, you see this a lot in leadership uh, discussions. You see a lot of people say, you know, to treat the janitor just like you would treat the CEO. So it's a good one. Yes. No, it is. It And it's just 
that is one of those things that has bothered me for a long time. And I always said, hey, as I gain positions of responsibility, I want to change that mindset. Are you taking a picture? Oh, no. <laughs> I was leading us to our next one. Yeah, my man. If a person is speaking directly to you, staring at your phone is rude. Oh. <laughs> this happens yeah. a lot, too. I do see this quite a bit. Uh, oh, man. I went, So I'm in a, a meeting with some uh, foreign military, right? And we're in, the, in their conference room, and they're talking to us, and we're saying, hey, you know, where can we do this? Where can we refuel? Where? And I look over, and two of my captains are on their phones texting. And I'm like, ready to just lose my mind. So not only do I think it's rude, but now you're doing it in front of our host yeah. country. Yes. Right? Like, what message are you sending them? What do, how do they perceive that? Maybe they see it as it's not a big deal, but oh, man. And this was recently. I was like, well, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hey. I feel, and I've known, I knew how you, like, I think it's funny that you got that one because I know how you feel about that too. Like, that's a big, that's a pet peeve for you. And I've seen it. I've seen it since we worked together for a very long time about put it down, talk to me. Yeah, you just, said it on the show a thousand times. I, you know? Exactly. So. Yeah. No, it is. It, and it's like, Sometimes you have to find the right times, you know, like uh, I was sitting in class and there's a guy, there's another American in my class. Most of it's uh, international students because we're in the pre-course and uh, the other American is straight across from me in the classroom. We're in the U shape uh, yeah. type format. And sometimes he'll just talk, he'll talk across at me like or to with me. Um, and sometimes I'll be in the middle of like typing something or I'll use my phone. And what I've been trying to do, Ed, is I'll like my phone, I'll place it face down so I can't see it just in case it does go off. Or what also I do is I grab my laptop and I kind of I bring it down enough so that way I'm not looking at the screen and I can try to talk to him. Right. So to me, I, f I find that like, you know, those are the ways to kind of show, hey, yes, your time, what you're saying is important to me. You know yeah, what I mean? No, it's good. Remember what Kevin Cruz said about the phone face down though? Still a distraction. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you oh yeah. You actually you sent me a good podcast I listened to, uh Kevin Cruz and uh from the Green Notebook. Yeah. Did not know they had a podcast. So uh yeah, I listened I, to that this week too. I, I yeah, I enjoyed it. Um so those of you out there, uh if you've often heard us we talk about different stories we read from the Green Notebook and <laughs> They actually do have a podcast, and they do one with Kevin Cruz. So that's that. Great leaders have no rules. Great episode. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it, was, it was. I didn't realize they had a relationship like they do. So th yeah. th they're actually friends. So, all right, uh, let's move on. So this oh, is another. 17. This, is, <sighs> oh, this is a pretty good one. Yeah, this is a pretty good one. Never give advice until you you're asked. Listen. Because they're having marital problems, and because you and you know you and Michelle or me and Tammy are super happy, that doesn't mean you say, "Well, this is what you need yeah. to do for your marriage to be happier." Like, no. Now, if they said, "Wow, Brian, you and Michelle have been married X amount of years," like, you know, like how do you effectively communicate after all these years? Yes. And then you say, "Well, what we do is, you know." Um, Whatever it is, I, we go to a lot of the chaplain-run events to learn how to communicate and manage our marriage better. Then that's fine, mm -hmm. but 
don't just jump in and say, oh, you need to do this because you need to get your wife under control. That's the first thing you should do. Like, that's why your marriage is messed up. Oh, man, just don't. And we're just using marriage because that's an easy one for me to give an example. But there's other stuff like, you know, in the gym. uh, Oh, you need to change your workout. You need to whatever, whatever it is. But if you're asked for the advice. You know, as a night to alpha, for me, for what I do in logistics, it's very hard to get promoted to staff sergeant. And then beyond, you know, mm-hmm. and then junior soldiers see you, right? They see you and they go, well, I want to get where you're at. How did you get there? Okay, let me tell you. Now, I do give the only unsolicited advice I always give. I know they're a 92 alpha and it is an absolute fact. So I don't even know if it's necessarily advice. You will not get promoted to staff sergeant without college. That's that's just a fact. So I do usually give that oh, unsolicited, yeah. but you should wait. G- give your advice, whether it's professional development, personal, whatever it is. Wait till somebody asks for your opinion and your advice. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I like to watch people, Ed, and I know you do too. Uh, I like, especially like in a group setting, and you start noticing when people talk about things, other people will often like start throwing out advice unsolicited and it's and i i watch the reaction sometimes and you can see it in people like the person receiving the advice that they didn't ask for you can almost read it in their face like that's not what i was wanting from you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you can almost see it you know if you're using emotional intelligence as they're conversating back and forth so yeah i'm it's you know what though i think everybody has a problem with that though I do. Of, I mean, because like, you've had that experience and you're like, hey, I want to share my experience. And it's it's kind of like, you know, because everyone's selfish. Everyone wants to talk about themselves. You can't. T- there's That's the norm. That's the whole thing. It's like we're proud of who we are or whatever, or where we're from. Mm-hmm. What, you know, it doesn't matter. So we want to just pour that out on someone. So, yeah. So, uh, so my, I, I have an issue with this, Brian, in my household. Because my wife comes home and she's got a problem at work and it, it's something, you know, maybe whatever it is. And it, I can see it, right? I can see it like, oh, yeah, maybe that's this. You should try. So I'm start, I've am i worked on it and I think I've done pretty good. Actually, recently she had a situation and she's like telling me about it. And I was like, you know, that sucks. You're going through that and trying to be empathetic. Yeah. And then she said, well, well, how do you think I should handle it? And then it was off the top rope. Here's what I got. Here's my advice. So I do struggle with that. My wife has highlighted it, and and I think I've I've been working on it with her. Um, and then she sees it in my face that I want to give it, and then she'll ask for the advice, and then we go from there. So, yeah, that's. I mean, it's when they ask for it that it's cool and okay, though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heck uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. When meeting someone after a long time, unless they want to talk about it, don't ask them their age and salary. So we were talking about earlier a comedian that I have recently discovered and really enjoy. And he was talking about how when he first started out, he would ask dudes like, oh, wow, how much did you get paid for that commercial? Oh, wow, how much do you get for that show? And he didn't know at the time that that's like a very you don't do thing in the comedian world, of in the world of comedians. And I think it's any place. Like, I don't think it's very polite in my opinion to go oh well you don't mind me you know and that's that's our that's our uh, how we set it up right if you don't mind me asking well how much do you make all right if i'm not in an interview and i'm not trying to find a job in that organization i don't 
probably need to know how much you make. Like, um, and then the age, I mean, the age thing, I can care less. Me personally, I could care less if somebody asked me, well, how old are you? Don't care. Yeah. But I, not really, you know, I, I, if I see a soldier and I ain't seen him in 10 years, I'm probably not going to go, well, how old are you now? You got, you know, why aren't you married? <laughs> why don't you have kids yet? We're going back to that one. But yeah, so it's, <laughs> I think the salary thing is a big kind of hang up. And, you know, Kevin Cruz does yeah. talk about revealing that kind of information. But for me, I, I mean, yeah. and again, I don't care what people, hell, I can't even tell you what I make because I don't manage my household's money. But I know enough is the answer you're going to get if you ask me. Exactly. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. Like, I'm not going to ask. I mean, I know how old you are. That's because we're friends. But so does I, the whole I, I don't, I'm not going to. Influencer family yeah. knows. <laughs> well, of course they do. They, they know you're 52. Yeah. Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Make me cough. <laughs> yeah. Ed's getting over a little bit of a sickness. Not COVID. Not COVID. He, he, did, he did try to get tested, uh, but tested. he's getting over Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. I can't really divulge much more on that. Uh, let's see here. 19, mind your business unless anything involves you directly. Just stay out of it. Yes. You know, you know what I dislike sometimes? I like to mind my own business. Ed. What grinds I really your gears? Do. What grind, you know, really grinds my gears? Well, <laughs> I will tell you. It's uh, people who like to put their business so far out on the street that they put it on social media. Like the there arena. is some people, you know, I have, uh, I have unfriended family members on Ooh. there. Yeah. Because I, I get tired of like seeing the same garbage. I'm like, this is like, don't put this stuff out there. There's no need to put your information in the arena. No, that's your yeah. privacy. Um, and what, what do you get from putting that information out? But at the same time, what do you get from prying into somebody's life? Because usually what is the opposite? To me, it's like, what is the opposite of, or, or not the opposite? What's the next effect of prying into somebody's mm -hmm. life? It's gossiping about them to somebody yeah. else. That's what it turns into, really. I, so it, I think both are just as bad. And if you can stay out of both and you can teach loved ones, children, whatever, not to do that. I think you're going in the right direction, right? So, yeah, that's how I feel. Just stay out of it. I, I like this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I Growing up in D.C., I'm going to tell you, like, growing up in that Maryland, D.C. area, this this will get you a beat down. That's what it would get you. Because the minute you got into somebody else's business, you're probably going to get you're probably going to get beat. Somebody who's going to put hands on you because you were outside of your business, or as we say in the military, out of your lane. Right, you're out of your lane mm. of responsibility, um, you know, and then, so yeah, it's just a good idea to kind of stay in mm -hmm. your stay in your domain and keep it moving. Absolutely, I like this next one, Ed. It's obviously this one's uh, tough. a good one. It is, but I have yeah. Go ahead. I'll, All right, we'll go. Remove your sunglasses if you are talking to anyone in the street. It is a sign of respect. More so, eye contact is as important as your speech. Interesting. So my glasses actually tint for me. And uh, so I, I've never thought of this. I've never thought to kind of like take them off when I meet somebody outside. Um, right. I also don't realize how dark they get because they get darker based <laughs> off the sun and all this other stuff. So, right. Yeah. I'm. You know, I've never, honestly, I've never heard this. 
I've never heard even regular sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And it, where yeah. you're no, at, this would be tough. Uh, yes and no. Uh, so, so it's the uh, Michelle. I showed her this list last night, and she actually made the same comment you did. Of I never heard this before. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, now, so and I feel for her in her case. So my wife wears glasses to see, right? Um, so she has prescription sunglasses, and then she has her regular glasses. And every once in a while, she'll put contacts. She doesn't wear them as much anymore. Um, if she takes off her sunglasses or raises them, she's not going to see you. <laughs> You know, like that's <laughs> right, I'm not that bad. Her vision is. Huh? Yeah, well, it's I'm not, not that bad. bad. Yeah. It's not that bad, but it's like it's just her vision. That's how her vision is. And I don't know. I, and I can I can relate to that for her. However, uh one of the things that is something I've I've often done, and I've done it in Iraq where sunny is all get out, Kuwait, here in El Paso, it doesn't matter. If I am talking to somebody and they do not have sunglasses on. So that's kind of like a weird unwritten rule for me. Mm-hmm. If they don't have sunglasses on, I pull mine up. Or I take them off. If I'm in uniform, I usually just take them off. You're uh, if they have sunglasses hanging around your neck. Oh, whatever. No, we don't. <laughs> uh, if they have sunglasses on, uh, if I want to make a point, I'll take off my sunglasses because I'll look at them, like making that point. Uh, but if they have sunglasses on, I normally leave mine on. That's kind of just back and forth. But yeah, yeah in most cases, I've that's something I've done for a while, uh, and I didn't. I didn't really think other people thought of it that way. Uh, it's just it's just how I've always felt because I want to see people's eyes. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I've anyway, never, yeah. I just I've never I've never heard of it. I'm gonna pay attention. But so I think for you too, Brian, it's a good idea because you got a very Joseph Gordon Levy squint when you get the sun in your face. So it's not a bad look. Joseph Gordon Levy squint. Thank you. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it? Okay. You, you've got the look. Like if I just covered your nose, you've got the very like third rock from the sun kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, man, you really took it. You took it way back to early Joseph, not like now that. Joseph. No, I've been watching. I never watched it as a kid because I was chasing women, and now I've been watching oh it to catch up. Oh goodness! Look at you. Hey, hey there's some. Hey, yeah. Uh, mind your own business, unless okay. I I don't want to hear about that anymore. No. All right. Next, <laughs> my man. Uh, I, I like this next one. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Never talk about your riches in the midst of the poor. Similar, don't talk about your children in the midst of the barren. To me, that's all it's saying, Ed, is don't brag about what you got. Yeah. And when in front of people who don't have that. Um, that's why I think that's where I have enjoyed the book that you recommend. Actually, it was your mentor who recommended it was The Science of Likeability. It's finding the things that other people like and making the conversation about them, right? And, but yeah. not prying too much, but you still, you're creating a good atmosphere. Instead of like, like I, okay, I send you some videos of me weightlifting, right? And you said, oh, those are cute. And I thought, well, yeah, I did, probably for I you. I say those are cute. Ed, you did it in your own way. I All felt right. that. I felt right. that. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm not just going to send that video just to anybody, right? That's that's a relationship you and I have because I know you're physically you're, you're a physical specimen, uh, and I'm not so much as physical as you. But but as I'm saying, it's like it's like saying, "Hey, man, check it out. I know you're really good at stuff. Check out what I was able to do." Uh, you know, just because I was proud of the moment, but I'm not going to send it to like 15 people who's on a WhatsApp chat with me that goes to school and be like, "Hey, everybody, look what I can do!" Look you know, what I, I can mean, do. Uh, what was that guy? Uh, Stuart. Uh, it was, 
Stuart. What I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick. I can't hit the I can't hit that high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. Was that what was that? What was that was that oh mad TV. Mad That's what TV. it was. Yeah. 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 Uh, look what I can do. <laughs> look at me. Yeah, but but that's what it is, man. Don't boast don't boast to others about what you got or what you you know, it's not you know, I don't I don't bring people over to the painasium to ch- say, hey, check out the gym, huh? What do you think? Huh? I got all this. Well, yeah, lift this. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not that's to me that's rude. Yeah. Straight up. Well, so, and ego lifting gets you hurt. So <laughs> Oh no, well, it's, it's yeah, you don't wanna like I mean, you don't wanna brag about it and you know, it, you just create feelings, ill feelings, and and now that person's probably not going to want to be around you. And again, this is we're trying to make you want to be somebody people want to be around and to emulate, mm-hmm. not want you to you know kind of push away. So, yes. So I, I want to take that a different direction too, Ed. Um, well, how do we instill that that just say that type of value with our children? Well, when you notice your kid uh, pulling out a toy. To try to show, you know, try to show off to someone, maybe you, hey, listen, uh, Johnny doesn't have that, okay? There's, don't you don't want to rub it in their face that you have something they don't, right? If they, if it happens, they see it and they want to play with it, then that's cool. But don't, you know, you don't rub what you have. Maybe you're a little more blessed sooner than somebody else, but don't rub it in their face. Are you talking about my truck now, my Lego truck? Yeah. Okay. So you know what? That strikes a nerve, Ed. You bought an awesome Lego truck, and I don't have one. And I, I don't know how you afford all these Legos, by the way. Um, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm gonna put your business no on the street, bro. No children. I I think you. I think you. You must have. Uh, you must have got a, a loan with 23 percent APR to to pay over 96 months That's for all those Legos. Me and the first sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, that's great. Yeah, all right, what's next, my brother? Uh, after reading a good message, try to say thank, thanks for the message. Yeah, this doesn't work. I, I tried this with my wife, and she's like, What are you doing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't do this with the wife. I never, I never, I, I never respond when she sends me a message. So, uh, but yeah, this goes back to just saying thank you, right. Just showing gratitude. We've talked about gratitude on the show. You're just letting them know. Hey, thanks for that. And and you can't do it. All right, through email and text. I don't think you can keep up. Depending on your, you know, how you do things, what you're doing, what your work is. I could not keep up. I, listen, I spent two hours no. trying to clear inbox messages. I can't respond to everyone. Like, thanks for the message, but I do remember stuff. So we have an admin admin person, a secretary, and when she does stuff, like the next time I talk to her, I go, "Hey, I really appreciate you. Thank you. You, you do a lot for us. Good enough, right? Right? But yeah, yeah. If, if you get a good message, though, there's nothing wrong with saying thank you. You know, um, the birthday thing on Facebook. I always make a point that the day after my birthday or the day after my anniversary, hey, thank you all for the messages. Nothing yes. complicated." But you're showing some yes. gratitude, and gratitude goes a long way into building who you are as a person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I could say you also don't take it too far either. Like you get that good message, and then you turn it into this major elaboration over that message, where all it requires really is a thank you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't don't go into what's right, what's wrong, what can be changed. You know, basically, don't AAR <laughs> a message. Yeah. So, yeah. 
All right, last one. I wasn't really sure how to take this one, Ed, so maybe we can shed right, some light on it. So I understand a little bit, but appreciation remains the easiest way to get to getting what you don't have. I'm like, eh. uh, I would I would rephrase that. Appreciation to me remains the easiest way to just be a, a good influencer in other people's lives or to inspire others. Just show them appreciation. And that is prob that's the gateway to getting to basically more followership in a sense, if you don't make sense. Yeah, no, I think, so what I think about when I see this, and we can go back to my admin um, specialist that we have. So when you show that appreciation to my admin specialist, right, there's going to come a time I'm going to need that last minute document sign. And I can call her uh, and say, hey, like, I need a favor. Um, could you please yeah. help me with X? In her mind, she's going to say, well, he's always so appreciative when I help him. I can take an extra five minutes out of my day to do this. It's not you saying quid pro quo. Hey, you know how I'm always appreciative? Can you do this? That's oh, what yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah. here. But we're talking about in their mind on the other end of that conversation going, yeah, they always appreciate everything I do for them. I absolutely yes. can. I can go to lunch 10 minutes late because I'm getting this thing signed for them. So I think that's what I took out of it. And and that particular person, that admin assistant, really applies to her because there are times I'll call her and be like, I am in a pickle. And she generally yes. will will help if she can. So <clears throat> I like to think through my appreciation. I've built that kind of capital in her. And the same thing, like she's called me and said, hey, I need some information on X. And I will take some time out and go, okay, here you go. And shoot her email and say, here's what you're looking for. So, yeah. So wouldn't you, wouldn't you Ed, would you phrase that as uh, just another form of paying the bill for leadership capital? It is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a key, that's a key phrase that we obviously uh, you and I have talked about on here multiple times. But when people can start seeing that as an actual form of doing things, it's almost like you don't realize how what doorways open for you. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of doorways. Uh, small example: um, there is a young man who uh, recently he just PCS here. He's not here right now. He had to take he had to drive back to Florida, and he's going to come back. I know him from Five Sixty Third. I know him from Bravo Company. I, I worked with him there. Uh, he's a young sergeant right now. Uh, he sends me a message. He says, hey, are you at Bliss? I'm like, yeah, I'm at Bliss. Yeah, what's going on? He's like, oh, I'm about to come there. You know, uh, I'd love to pick your brain. So I'm like, I'm like, brother, my doorway is always open to you. You ever want to ask questions? Hey, come on by. Um, I, I'll send you my address or anything. You come by and just talk or whatever. He's, I said, so he's an MP. I said, just do me a favor. Don't pull me over, please. <laughs> so... He said, oh, I'd never pull you over. He said, but I would definitely pick your brain on some leadership things that I, I just want to see what your thoughts are. And it's if you would have seen, Ed, the way our relationship started, me and this young man, you'd be like, oh, this is not going to go good, right? But it's because I become appreciative of him and I told him that. And I, I just, I guess we've built this relationship, that leadership capital, mm -hmm. paid that bill. And now it's like, he's okay with reaching out to me. And I'm like, you know what? That makes me feel good. You know, to know that. And sometimes that's that's all you really need, right? Um, yeah. No, I agree. All right, man. Hey, that ends the 23 areas we uh, we wanted to cover, basically some social rules that can help you out. Um, use these the way you see fit. Ed brought it up. He said he wants to see some comments on YouTube. Yeah. Let's get those. Uh, Ed, you said you want to see some comments on YouTube. 
However, are there ways that these people can connect with us? I mean, there's got to be a way they can get all of us. So many ways. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you have our closed Facebook page. Yeah, answer a couple of questions, and then you'll get in. One on one influence. You have the Instagram, the Gram. One on one influence as well. You have the Instinctive Influencers website, and you have the Instinctive Influencers YouTube page where you can go. And you know what you can do for free, Brian? You What's can that? subscribe to our YouTube page, and you can give us a thumbs up, and then already you can did. comment. You already, already did. did. Yeah, I already did it. <laughs> I've, already, I've already, already subscribed and thumbs up this episode. The listeners can. Oh, oh man, you are good. Now the listeners can <laughs> go ahead and then let's get some comments. The challenge for us as the Instinctive Influencers family for episode eighty-five is. Let's get 20 comments on this episode and just take a couple of the items that Brian's going to put in the show notes and say, hey, you know, this is how this applied to me or this is something I think of. Or if you think there's another one, what's number 24? Maybe there's a number 24. Let's Ooh. see it. Let's see it in the comments. Lucky I number like for that. me is 32. I mean, if you want to accept the challenge, 32 is my lucky number. Yeah. We've got 23, nine to go. Because everybody knows Magic yeah. Johnson was better than Michael Jordan. All right. So, yeah, that's how they can. Uh, what? That's it. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have issues. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we're not going to do. We're going to do. We're not doing this on here, Ed. We're not doing this. <laughs> um, hey, Ed, real quick. Hey, thanks for giving us that information. I wanted to do a quick shout out for Megan Marie. She uh, used to work with us both. Five, six, and third. She is. It was her birthday this week. It was. She also sent us um, a message through the Instinctive Influencers thanking us for the show. Uh, and I want to say, hey, thank you very much, Megan. Uh, it was amazing to get that message. When I read it, I also replied back to you, so make sure you check it out. Um, but when I read the message, and I'll shoot it to you, Ed, I don't know if you, if you saw it yet. Um, I, it just felt good because it was like, it was very, it was kind and generous. And if we go back to down here where it was number 22 it was a really good message and i just want to say thank you that was that was yes. amazing it felt good so so thank she you very was much. my platoon leader she was yep. my xo because remember yes. i didn't start in 563rd i started yes. in 4101 so yeah she was my platoon leader my my xo she was i was her uh was the eo rep when she was the company commander in afghanistan so i know exactly who yeah. she is she is yes. the hugest John Deere fan there is. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yes. So she was my company commander for about three months when I was doing that S3 gig uh, yep. for the little while. Um, <laughs> and, and then she was our S4 at one point too. So uh, I was supposed yeah. to be her NCO. Yeah. So, hey, thanks again, Megan. We really yeah. appreciate you. Shout out. And hey, listen, those of you, hey, if you're listening and you should just shoot us a message if you feel like you're happy with what you hear. Uh, and believe me, if I get it, I'm going to mention you on here because I think uh, I just I appreciate uh, all the support. I, I know do Ed too. does the same. It's amazing. So uh, other than that, Ed, do you have anything else for our listeners? I do not. Unfortunately, next week I will not be able to record a video. I'll be away, but uh, I look That's forward okay. to see what you can come up with. And then I'll be back after that. I, I got a few things up my sleeve that I'm preparing. Um, I think so we'll see. Just, we'll see what happens. I think if you can get the interview scheduled, you should just have a, you should have Michelle guest host and do the interview. <laughs> be here with me. 
I mean, it would be nice to have a friendly face from that side. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Was that that a knock on? Okay. All right. Hey, I'm ending this, Ed. I'm ending. Okay. All right. With that, I am Brian. And I am Ed. And this has been the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Hey, thank you very much for listening. We hope you have a great day. Stay a legend. And hey, let us know what you think. Just tell us. There's the lightning. (laughs) Bye, buddy.